All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. When he plays, he scores. You're a pouty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a beardo. Si, senor. I would like the Pollo Ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the latest edition of the FPL America podcast. This is David Smith. Uh, Scott Weeby. Brian Chesco. <laughs> Did you get my weird app in there, Dave? Or did Maybe. You I, I know I jumped the gun. I just wanted to dive in and let's just get it rolling. That's what happens when your team wins the FPL America Derby. We'll be uh, getting to that right now. They've been the winning top. derbies here recently. It's yeah. you know, whether it's Spurs or Liverpool, it's, uh, it's good to be an Arsenal fan at the moment. Both sides of Manchester are happy. Chelsea's happy. Spurs are happy. Newcastle's super happy. Yeah, I'll say. And we will get to all of that and all of the FPL relevance. Let's dive right in, shall we, Brian? Yeah, let's talk about game week 10. Arsenal 3, Liverpool 2. Wow, starting off right there off the get? You have to. Arsenal's That's first what everyone table. wants to hear. Yeah, they all want to hear about those gunners. Scott, I've said this for a few weeks in a row now. Uh, for now, the ninth game week. Or is it eighth? I don't know at this point because things have got a little wonky. They've played not most clubs eight, have played nine. Eight slash ninth game yep, week. Yep. Arsenal's at the top of the cl- table. They sure are. And it, look, I would love to have said Scott. I told you this was going to happen. <laughs> what I said was I don't expect Arsenal to be at the top of the table, which is still probably going to be the case by the end of October. I didn't think they could get through October. Now the city match got moved. Shame on us, Dave. It was game week 10. What are we talking about? It was about? match week 10. Okay, yeah, there we yeah. go. So I'm, you know, I, I get uh, lost in all the in all the things at times. Bottom line is, through 10 match weeks, Arsenal is top of the table. Scott, and I, I I didn't know how long it was going to keep going, so I'm just, I've been mentioning it every week. Uh-huh. Just kind of reveling in it because <laughs> I, I'm, I'm expecting it to end. Okay. And so I can say, hey, the run is over. I enjoyed it while he was here. So right now I'm still enjoying it. All right. Uh, Look, controversy in the game, and yeah. I know you and I will see some things differently. I cannot defend the handball that was not the Gabriel. Um, yeah. I, Gabriel I was watching it, um, especially when the when the match that followed featured a Marcus Rashford handball that was really hard to spot. But they spotted that one. Did not see this one. So what? What? Dan what's Byrne. interesting is this. I, I think it was absolutely seen. Dan Byrne. Oh, the Dan Byrne Newcastle. Now, so that was interesting. The only reason why I think, Scott, and, I'll, and no one said why this wasn't called, I don't think. Uh, obviously, it hit his hand. Everyone could see that. He, of course, was claiming it hit his chest. It did not hit his chest. <laughs> um, his hand was at minimum shoulder height, and his his hand was kind of goosenecked. But the only thing I can think of, Scott, is that like – You think the, it was cultural. He was, was doing the, a goose of some goose, kind – it Maybe that's how been. he was trained. It must be the year of the goose. It could be. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Wherever he's I from. think the proximity of him to the ball kept yeah. it from being called. I think that's the only yeah. – because it was a rifle shot hit him. Now, if his hands completely extended over his head, I think on some level it's an obvious call. But, again, because of proximity – Is it supposed to be just away from the body, though? 
Proximity, I know, is I, I think pro- one of the criteria. That's the only thing I can think of because, again, it, I, was it over his head? No, probably about shoulder to head height-ish. Yeah. And it was and it was on his – it wasn't his leading shoulder. It was his back shoulder, it, whatever. Either way, if they would have called it, no argument from me. I was live. Brian yep. Chesko witnessed it. I yep. said, if they call that, I hate it, but it is what it is. It could have been the My Little Teapot rule. <laughs> And it's it's possible it's the tip me over. If it's tip me over, it's a handball. If, if it's, it's pour, pour me, me out, out it's then it's n- then it's, it's legal. And okay. I think he might have been closer to pour me out. Okay, fair enough. That's a ex- that that's Scott. A, that's expert. You won't analysis. get that type of analysis no, anywhere. No, that's that's. Anyways, I know a. that uh, many Liverpool fans felt pretty undone. Well, by it was that. that. It was that, and then it, you know, Michael Oliver will clearly never be an NBA referee. I know this is not an NBA podcast, but you know, in the NBA, they have mastered the art of the makeup call. Yes, that is very true. And in this match, rather than get a makeup call, we get a soft penalty late that decides the match. Now, Dave, I know that you're going to say it's a penalty, and I get why it was called a penalty. It's just all built up to an aggrieved feeling at the end of this thing. It's fair. I understand that. Um can I, I, can I add one more thing? There was a couple things that were priceless. Let him add one more thing. Add one more thing for sure. Are 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 your boys okay? Like a lot of guys <laughs> were were rolling around for a long time. And and Jesus, I mean, he got UFC knocked out apparently for like ninety seconds. Absolutely, he's he's been ruled. In fact, uh, no joke. Check my you can check my sources, but uh, he was checked by the physios. And he is was okay to train today, so that's a good thing because there was a con- uh, concussion worry. Wait, from, from there, was there a concussion worry during the match because he came back on and played a key role in the winner? He might have been to it. I don't know. <laughs> this is not an NFL podcast. Oh my gosh! But uh, I don't know. I, I joke. I don't think it was that bad. But honestly, I mean, he, he played it like the he was. slow motion. When he dropped, I thought he was knocked out. I think he faked. Uh, that's I think in hindsight he faked. Simakas's elbow hit him in the face. There's no doubt it was it when his Odegaard elbow was, was passing, on the pitch, right? Was it Odegaard who was down at that moment? And play was continuing on. Yes. And to me, it's and I only say this. My initial thought was, okay, Jesus is is feigning a hit to the head. Yeah. To stop so that play. he can stop play. Okay. And you know, then he goes down, and then he's. Then he's really down. It seems like literally it's a UFC knockout. Like the referee stops the fight. He wasn't moving. Yeah. The referee stops the fight at that Firmino point. Firmino was like waving people right. over. Right. Like I looked at Brian. I'm like, oh, geez, Firmino's waving people. Like this right. is right, right, right. But, but he's not off the pitch for 30 seconds. He's back on and he plays a huge role here. And at that point, I'm just like, okay, that was just an expert dark arts. Thank you, Roger Bennett. Maybe. Moment by Gabriel Jesus. Maybe. Look, I, in the replay, look, we, we've seen boxers get knocked out by less, right? Like, you've seen a boxer get yeah. gla- knocked out just with the glance of a chin. If it hits it right, I thought maybe Simikas's elbow gla- you know, might have glanced on but, him and hit him. But if you're Arsenal, I, I wouldn't promote the fact that Jesus passes concussion protocol today. Is Tuesday as we're it never. I never saw the. I didn't a, see those words. It no just said he intended. was declared healthy. Okay, but I don't. I don't promote that either at all because the man came back out and played. That's that's yeah, a bad ne- look. Yeah, nearly instantly. Yeah, that's a bad look. If you're I thought, I mean, at even him. at even at that point, I'm surprised they wouldn't have sub subbed him anyway. I feel like it was late enough that they could have. But I agree. Saka, yeah, 
Sokka finally came good. Brian, you talked him up Man, last week. It, Sokka and Martinelli, it's the Sokka-Martinelli show for, for Arsenal. They but. both made the... Game week ten, yeah. Dream team. Man, I was so close. I was, I had probably five or six ways to sell Martinelli this week, and I, I decided not to. This um, Brian, this week for you shall be deemed. Oh how, I love the moves I don't I, make. I was saved from myself. In, you were in very, saved in from so yourself. many ways, and one of the biggest ones was that I kept Martinelli and didn't sell him. And you for kept a Andreas Pereira. People. That's true. Which, which is just mind numbing. That one's down the road, but. No, like no, Sokka. I mean, yeah. Look. Thanks for telling me to sell him last week, Brian. Appreciate that. Well, listen, he tried. Listen, he tried no, ten ways uh, to sell. No, him. I got. I've got two. I've got two rants for two different players yet to come, and, <laughs> yeah. and one of them is about Andreas Pereira. So okay, um, fantastic. No, Sokka was awesome. He's he has been awesome for six weeks now. He's twelve point one percent selected right now, or at least he was as of like. Five or six o'clock this afternoon. Um, no, plenty of shots, two big chances. Like he's, you know, you see the attacking positions he's getting in. I think he's the he's as creative on his side as Martinelli was in the you know the first five weeks of the season, and it can go either way for those guys now. So what happened and, to Gallon? Brian, the big, real quick. The big issue is Saka taking the penalty. So yes, that that's, for sure. I feel, like that, I feel like that answers a major question that uh, that a lot of people have wondered about. Who's taking pens? Yeah. Now I will say this: Who again? Who benefited from Zinchenko not being in the match? Guess who didn't play? Zinchenko, Zinchenko did not play, and guess who ends up pointing again was Saka. Now Martinelli got his, but he got a quick early goal, and then he got the assist to Saka later. But it was Saka end up getting the two latter goals. Obviously, one with a pen, but still was still active, and it was because I think Zinchenko was not playing. So I think that's just that's just pretty interesting. Yeah, for me, I mean, the the big question, obviously, for any Arsenal, especially these two, Jesus included, because Jesus is back in the top like three, I think, transfers in for forwards right now, is two weeks. You know what they they get leads and then there's leads, a blank leads and, and then, then there's so, a blank. So everyone seemingly is no hesitation. So many people are not hesitating to bring any of these players into their team right now, and in anticipation of a blank in two weeks, I guess my you know where I feel like most people would have the opposite problem of if you were probably already have fifty percent. Martinelli's at fifty percent. So are you holding on to him if you have him? I don't I don't know how I'm not going to sell him for one blank. I, I might have to bet. I mean, I have two city oh, no. players. Actually, I I think I told you what I'm going to do. I'm going to end up – I haven't made any money on Jesus. He's a still even Steven like 8-0. Right. I'll probably move him out, and then I'll still have one right. one that, player who won't, an, won't yeah, play. That's an easy move if you – you know, no matter what. He hasn't gone up. You haven't Just gained for one or lost any value on, on Jesus no matter what. But, like, if you – you know, if you, if you have Martinelli, if you had him from the start of the season or whatever, like it doesn't make sense to sell him. Right, he's too. He'll cost double to not double, but you know, it's got our favorite price rises. He's going to cost more when you try to get him back. Right, benching him is the easy, the easiest move. Speaking of Martinelli, on the on the flip side of things for him, he 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 did that move that we saw. Uh, we saw a couple of red cards last season for it where, you know, on his follow-through, he stomps down on TAA's ankle. TAA's are now out for a couple of weeks. Obviously, the rule has been 
uh, or the referees, I guess, have calibrated to where that's not not even a foul. I never now. saw that. I'm not saying it didn't happen. I just literally, I, I have not the seen. Ta's out because of it, uh, and and, and he's he out because out. he was getting torched. Well, he got he got his ankle stomped on. He and, got his and ankle broken up. from Martinelli. Literally, but I know what you are trying <laughs> to mean. But it also was literal. Uh, there's no question. Uh, so you know, it's you know, it's another one of those things where you know. I, I've never liked it in, in in football, American football, where like an offensive, like a running back, is allowed to stiff arm to the face. Yeah, because it's like a defender can't tackle you by your face. Why is a running back able to stiff arm to the face? This is kind of the equivalent of a running back stiff arming in the face. You sorry, mean, sorry to bring it back to you. Another. Mean Martinelli, the the follow through kick. Yeah, I know you hated it when the red cards were issued last year, Brian. So are you okay that it's now deemed? Not even a foul when something like that happens this year. Yeah, because I, I mean, I, I think with, I mean, you've seen it so many times where it's, you know somebody's, like they're not looking for that. So I don't. It just seems like it. There is a bit of arbitrariness to it for sure. And what to what extent? Out, what even on offense, is something like that is the offensive player responsible for his body? Well, I mean, I think. I mean, you, I I want to use the example. I I feel like it's not far off of what, kind of what happened with Tiago and I was gonna Jesus say I was gonna and, and I was I, thinking I mean, the same that, thing. That's not far off. I mean, Tiago is kicking out. He's not trying to kick Jesus. He makes some contact, not a ton. It yeah, that's, a, that's a foul because the defender hits the offensive player. This is right. this is a situation the opposite, where, where it's, it's the, the, offensive the offensive player. player right. Literally, it was, it's it's a red card offense if the if TAA does it to Martinelli or if TAA has the ball and Martinelli does it to him as well, a defender. I mean, Scott, but there, there's just like if goalkeeper can but, go up and punch a ball, and if if his follow through happens to hit a player, it's just not called. That's true. Like it so, is similar. I mean, I've always hated that. It There's, happened with, I mean, it's son breaking Andre Gomez's ankle a few years ago, which where, he, where well, he a, did a, get red gets carded. a red carded in the match that gets rescinded afterwards. That's that true. If it had it happened in, in the match, that it had VAR had overturned the red, I I don't know how the because it was at Everton when that happened. Mm. I just don't know how the fans would react in the moment if that happens. I'm just thinking, even Liverpool had happened, to, you know, years ago against Spurs. Like immediately, yeah. The, my first thought was when Eric Lamella got kicked on a clearance. I can't remember who did it. It was a. It was. It might have been Virgil. I mean, it could have been. It, it was somebody in the box, just trying to kick at the ball, and Lamella basically got there just uh, like a quarter of a second <laughs> ahead of the kick and gets yeah. kicked. Yeah. So yeah, I I I see what you're saying. I just I don't know. I just Pamela. I miss Pamela. I <laughs> For my part, with the upcoming blank, I'll be selling Saliba, uh, just because I yeah. need, I need to I need to have some players who are going to play that game week. If I don't start selling off assets that are disposable, yeah, then I'm going to have to free hit. Well, so this is kind of playing out. I mean, this is one of you know on the on the good call side of things in the past few weeks. Like this is happening the way I, I mean I I would I still am, Saliba is a top three transfer in right now. For defenders, <laughs> not only am I like he scored I'm, one point, right? I'm baffled by the continued transferring in of Saliba. I get it, maybe a little more ahead of Leeds than other matches like prior to this, but people are still buying him in droves. Meanwhile, not only is it insane to me that he's a top three transfer in, Ben White is 11th for defender transfers in at 4.5. It's complete nonsense. I like I'm, I am so confused as to what 
mass purchases are here. Let's move off this game quickly. I wanna, let's, let's input into uh, this Liverpool three side, minutes. Got to, you have to talk about it. I know. One, there is drama post like, that's being investigated about whatever happened between uh, Henderson and Gabriel near the end of the match. So it was something I think Michael I didn't, I didn't know reported. This. There was something said. There, the actual the report is that they're bringing in a lip reader to see what was said. Really? To yeah. That and there and as of now, there's no uh, there's nothing. It's not like they're bringing in lip readers to see what Gabriel said, or to see what Henderson. Like it's just right now, it's just a matter of investigation. So that's something that. So is, we don't know who they're necessarily don't looking they at. No, don't know what it is, and don't know what was necessarily said. But it's enough that that uh, Michael Oliver is the one who requested it be looked into. Wow. So it is currently under investigation. For Liverpool, I just think you get points from everybody here, but Salah. I mean, honestly, it probably would have been better for Liverpool if Salah had played in this match. <laughs> Did he? Play. He did for a he little bit. He did play. That's right. Yeah, for, for now, a little bit. Now I remember because it was he was that was noticeable when he got the ball taken off of him by Tommy <laughs> as his one play in the yeah. game. Yeah, well he came out I and that. I think message sent, message sent the way he was subbed out. For yeah. Sure. So this is interesting. But to be fair, they called the Gabriel handball. You're talking about Salah, like like talking about the one way he can score points right now, which is penalty kick. Correct. So that's, I mean, maybe that changes the narrative a little bit, but no, no one, like, Liverpool took eight shots in this game. Eight. That's not enough. And three of them were from Darwin. No other Liverpool player took more than one yeah. other than Darwin. Yeah. So I just, I just, I don't know what, I don't know what the point is of hanging on to Salah. Well, I, I, at, I sold Salah prior to this week, um, but I think what's what's so interesting. Well, I don't know. He's less than twenty percent. I'm sure. I'm just curious. I, what I just the, don't I'm know. Just at curious this point, what the hanging on is, and why, I don't, don't want to just blame dead teams for holding on. To him. The crazy thing is, the crazy could, thing is, be. he's <laughs> only in. He's he's like in ninth or tenth still in fantasy scoring. Yeah, like it's not horrible. But it's just, it's the just price point. it's for the yeah. price point. It's it just, really and also is. like in this match, like it's Darwin, Jota, Luis Diaz, Firmino. Everyone gets all it, of the. Those are your four. Those are your four attacking. Returns. It just seems like the People. magic's gone. And honestly, the mojo's not at the moment in Liverpool for whatever reason. Yeah, and injuries aren't. It's gonna, just injuries. Injuries, are not, injuries help are not helping. Uh, Matip's going to be out for a few weeks. Diaz is out for till after the World Cup. Uh, TAA is out for a couple weeks. It it and unfortunately it was already not a good mojo ship before these things. And, and so I just I don't know why you're owning Salah anymore at this point. Now if you want to own Darwin, maybe I was sure. going to say the other side of the it's the, just uh, the other side of the masses is that the the choice of the masses right now of the Liverpool attacking assets is the man in form, which is Roberto Firmino. He's the third most transferred in forward. Behind Tony and Jesus, I, I, the minutes are amazing for him. I just, it just reads His so points hilarious. His minute are probably higher than anyone's. Ninety, sixty-eight, ninety, forty-five, seventy-four, forty-eight. Like the guys, like you know, it's like a, a guarantee he's playing a majority of minutes against City this. Now weekend, that Diaz is sure. hurt, yeah, I feel like sure. 
He's a they're gonna, sa- he's, they're he's, gonna find a way for him to be in there, right? For me, Noel, yeah. yeah, he's yeah. a safe choice, I think, definitely. And he's at, a, he's, at a, least this he's a form player, so you know, if you've yeah. been jumping on him as people are still trying to do, you know, he will go on a good streak about eight matches. I mean, honestly, what, if you what's were, his price? He's eight, and if you were, this is what I was gonna say. If you're, cho- I mean, I know City's not. You oh, know. so see, so Firmino for Jesus now becomes a no-brainer That's on, on, right. on Arsenal's blank. Right. That's why I'm saying. I, I or even period, maybe. Right. I don't I, love it going into city. Well, who knows, honestly? It's even money. I, I just, I, to me, it may, I, what's what's bad about? I want it? Jesus against Leeds, but after that, Jota's too expensive. There's no way. I don't. I mean, he's. It's eight point nine. I just don't know how. I don't know what it is that you're going. You're getting that kind of money. Uh, Darwin Nunez, or as I like to call him, Tall Mope. <laughs> or do you like do you like the pun Steel Mope better for Darwin <laughs> Nunez? I feel like I feel like Scott. Did he end up eating his crying emoji, his little his little crying facey thing that he did? No, I mean he scored, and it was a good it was a good moment for him and the club. It made sense at the time. I no, he's not walking away from this regretting doing that. He's thinking about. I don't know. I feel like I feel like like you gotta feel like a little. You feel a little silly. So I don't know it. Since he came back from his ban, he has the most shots of any Liverpool player, despite only playing 171 minutes. So he's got 10 shots. I think Salah's got nine in the you know like just like the last three weeks or whatever. And you know Darwin's in the box as much as Salah is or has been in that same in that same amount of time, but. Darwin costs four point seven less. I just, I mean, I, I get it. it's not position to position, but still, like, I, I don't hate the move to, to Darwin. I feel like if you could, that would be a preferable move. I think maybe after City, but still, I think that's. Would you at all think of going to Harvey Elliott? No. Okay. Not even. He's not he's getting not, in. He's not giving. Carvalho's not coming in. It's just it's just about what you're gonna get. Like okay. again, it's 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 mojo. I just don't like the, I don't individual. like the mojo Liverpool okay. mojo. You're not gonna right get now. like. Will you get minutes? Maybe, but are you gonna get points? Not many. It's just after Manchester City. It's not it's not bad for them. I mean, the the schedule might help them. West Ham, Nottingham Forest, Leeds, Tottenham, Saints, Southampton. I mean, that's that's the that's the five after Manchester City. I don't hate that. Scott is Arsenal a title contender. No. Do they have- See me in January. Why do we do this every week? If I, I'm nothing, if not consistent, see me in January. Okay. After the World Cup break. After after a quarter of the season, they're still they they've no. played some teams. Sure. And they're still top table. Sure. Okay. They're not going to win the title. I didn't say that. Are they title contenders? No. So are you assuming that no one's going to challenge City, or? I mean, at this point. Holland hasn't gotten hurt yet. We'll see what happens with that. It'll be interesting. Get- if they are, in the end, it'll only be because of a lack of contenders. I think it's annoying for them that they they have to get a... It's going to be a midweek or something rescheduling of their Manchester City match. You know what I mean? Who? Arsenal. Oh, you're talking about the Arsenal City match. Yeah. That they, that that's one of their re, that's their TBD matches yeah, still on the calendar. T- there's nothing TV executives want more than your first versus second place on a, match on to a be weekday on, a, on yeah. a Wednesday they, night. I mean, I I can't imagine. I mean, you, what, when are you ever going to have a full week 
of a break for that to happen. It just isn't going to. You'd have to hope they both lose the third and round. And Arsenal of the FA with their Cup. with their Europa matches will be in a better position than City in their in their uh, Champions League matches yeah. to rest players. Anyway, yeah. annoying. Let's talk about City officially. Uh, they defeat Southampton 4-0. Uh, Captain Holland, not maybe the best choice of captain, but not terribly disappointing. Yeah, but who either. has the stones to not go with him? I do not have the John Stones to not go yeah, with Holland. It, I mean, I just, I just did an eye roll, though, because I was like, yeah, of course, after Dave and I regretted and lamented not captain. Of course he's going to score one, then, just one, Scott. Then I get, you know, then, then I look at Kinsella in my back Oh, line, for sure. His 18. <laughs> And so what it might have that, been, you know, I'll tell you but what. But Brian, I sat here and I told you he was likely to get double-digit return in this game week, and here is his 18 points. Yeah, in a segment I like to call "Let Me Grape Some More About Kinsella." <laughs> so yeah, great goal and an assist, three bonus points, top scorer this game week. But yet again, Kinsella, one goal from his one shot on target, his only shot attempt in the game, from an xG of 0.12, like two total shots on target. This season for Cancelo. Those are healthy stats. It's, 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 it is. I mean, it's, <laughs> but, listen, it's, it's, it's industrial city like performance. This is the man. first match in a while that Cancelo was, I would say, where a lot of the action was happening through him specifically. It just hasn't happened very much. He had, he created three chances, which is the, the most that he's had in a really long time. He had as many crosses in the match as De Bruyne did. And he touched the ball a ton. He had 102 touches. Anybody who's touching the ball 100 times is, is highly involved. So no wonder he's got three bonus. Compare it to last week. The same guy against Manchester United. 87 touches, no shots, no chances created, not one cross, didn't touch the ball in the box. That's the way it has been for him in most of the matches this season where he's not really being asked to do much. He and Kyle Walker were doing the same amount of stuff for most of the season. There's only been like twice this season where Cancelo's been this guy. You love this Cancelo. Everyone loves this Cancelo. Yeah, but it's like every other week for him. And you know what? I know. I, you know what? I, I believe, I, I, I could be convinced that, man, that Manchester City are so good that not only do they go out to win a match, but they actually say, all right, who's going to help us win this week? And they yeah, like pick could be. four guys who are going to be the guys. Like They're that good that they can just say, uh, it's going to be you four this time. Yeah. You, you go make it happen. And, and Cancelo was one of the four. And every time they point to Mares, he goes, oh, no, <laughs> not me. And then he was good here in this game. Listen, I still have Cancelo. I love benefiting from those points, and if, if you once again you benefited from not not listening yeah. to your doubts last week. If you don't like the numbers, then you can suck it. <laughs> <laughs> was there anything I'm else? Just, I'm just telling you about that's city that you wanted to mention. I think yeah. I think there was something about their Champions League match today you wanted to mention. Well, just that. For, uh, if you do, you want to know the results? Do you want it to be spoiled? Well, I will tell you the one thing that's surprising about today is that Erling Holland did not play one minute in their Champions League that's match today. That's not surprising. Today. Okay, I'm and just... they drew it zero zero. Wait, I thought you didn't want to know the. I result. don't care because that is important. He could, they could have brought him off the bench, and they did not bring him off the bench. He stayed his butt on the bench, and they were content with the draw. And it's interesting that if you're not going to play him at all, I guess I guess you're putting him on your. You bench. see what I'm saying? That's why I feel like it was it was yeah. worth mentioning. Well, it is. What is that? That that means that if he does get hurt, our all of our words that we've been saying since the start of the season 
are going to absolutely make us look like geniuses. Well, Dave. Pep, Pep made it. Yeah, I guess geniuses. <laughs> geniuses, Scott. <laughs> okay. Why not go big, Brian? No, Pep, no Pep but did, you put him on Pep the bench, did, I guess, because of the threat of him coming on. Then Pep made it. This is perfect for the drama heading into the weekend. Pep made it an issue of he played a lot of minutes during Southampton match, and he didn't come off from that match in great shape. Interesting. So he he made it an issue of like we basically we That's didn't mind games we didn't want exactly we didn't want to overwork him send him out they did not even bring him on as a late sub in a game. That's that what they, I'm saying. Like they were content the with a draw. It was an away because, draw because you're going to be content with a draw when you're top of your table. Uh, yeah, but your... it's Copenhagen. It's not one of your. I mean, they at least exactly. I haven't. I can't it's tell Copenhagen. you. Copenhagen wasn't going to be a threat at home. In a Champions well, League Well, and also, Dave, I mean, like, if you were, since we're spoiling the whole thing, first of all, they were playing most of the match down a man. So they had, uh, I think it was Garcia. Uh, that <laughs> I wasn't was, going to go that far, but fine. It was red carded. And then uh, Mares was awarded a penalty, and he missed the penalty. So they had, uh, and Rodri had a goal that was ruled out because of a, I would say, a dodgy handball <laughs> against Riyad Mahrez. Those exist in UEFA, too? Yeah, so I think everyone was kind of confused as to the like the why certain things happen the way they I did. I also saw in a Ruben, the Champions League match today for Manchester City that I, ended nil nil. I also saw a Ruben Diaz get a yellow card for not touching a guy. He stuck his leg out like he was going to touch the ball, and the guy crumbled like a, into a heap, and there was zero contact. Just wanted that to be thrown out there. It's it refereeing's bad everywhere, Scott. Not just the Premier League. It's the worst in England. Uh, your Manchester City triple up for the remainder of the season is Holland plus two, uh, and you can organize KDB, Foden, and Cancelo in any arrangement, however you please. Star of the match this week was Phil Foden again, outside of Cancelo. Foden gets a goal and an assist. He gets two bonus points, eleven points this week. He is now the number one scoring midfielder in FPL this season. He trails Harry Kane for third overall in scoring by just one point. He's had two ridiculous weeks. He, he has played 45 minutes or more in every match this season. In the matches that he did not play 90 minutes or like a majority of minutes, he had nine points in game week two, 45 minutes. He had four points in game week five, 54 minutes, 11 points in 57 minutes this week. Uh, those are his three less than 60-minute performances. Pep, tell him he's getting subbed off every week. I can't I, deny those numbers clearly. Yeah, he's in he's in good form. You got phone baggage. You're about to. I'm I do. About to hear about I it do. Again. And I would encourage listeners if you're going to go to a city midfielder, don't make it Phil Foden. He is, I think, subject to streaky form more than your other options. He has been in the past, Scott, but I think that might be coming to a close. Okay. Look, uh, his last three matches. Yes, this could be streak. Okay, kudos to you. 8, 19, and 11. Before that, before that, it was 2, 4, 4, 2. I think that's when I had him. And there's a 9 in there. Yeah. Not week 2, there was a 9. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think it's coming to an end, and I think you're going to regret if you go to him now. Are you saying he's Ward Prousing right now? Yeah. Yeah, it was city style. Okay. There's, there's a city version of Ward Prousing. I think he's a young player starting to kind of come into it. Okay. All right. So I think this is more not streak. I think this is more going to be more consistent than just streak. Okay. Ben, benching Holland for the blank or selling? Benching. Yeah, for sure. His price, okay. I mean, I could agree. For me, he's 11.8. But if I was a seller to buy him back, he'd be at 12.2. Do 
De Bruyne? You have De Bruyne? I don't have De Bruyne. Bruyne. I don't have De Bruyne. You're selling De Bruyne for for their blank. Tempted to. I think that's another reason why I, I'm not sure I'd have De Bruyne and Foden, but maybe. Uh, but you already have De Bruyne. You so. have a wild card. No. Okay. And you used your wild card. Yes, I used my different too. different strategy. I still I'll be wild carding after the blank, so that's why I have no issue selling De Bruyne. But there's no way in the world I'm selling Holland, and I'm not selling Martinelli either. So that's why the two of the bench spots are going to be Holland and Martinelli. Yeah. I don't honestly, Cancelo is going to probably go out too, but. There's, I have no, I have the same no amount of money. One more thing I have about money Cancelo. tied up in him. The same, it's the same money. I've, Kyle Walker is out for a while, and I think Cancelo. This is the first game that Cancelo was playing without Walker. Maybe he was given a, lo- a little bit of a license to roam up the pitch a bit more because Walker was possibly doing that before. They're definitely not doing it with Ake or or anyone else that they're playing on the on the right side. Or sure. So uh, I'm just saying, Cancelo's numbers, Brian. Even though you hate them, you might. Like them? No, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. If if I sell, it's to bring back schedule. Okay. Schedule's too good. Right. Three straight starts for uh, Akanji for Manuel Akanji. Absolutely worth mentioning. What's his price? He's five zero. Okay, that's and that's he, so I'm not. That's something to be considered. You have to think hard about making one of your available Manchester City spots, uh, Manuel. That's Akanji. true. But he got a you know obviously gets a clean sheet. But he got one of the he was a bonus point getter here. He gets a he got he was in a, one in a of game the where he didn't assist or score right. in a game where Holland and De Bruyne both got attacking returns. Akanji got one bonus. I mean Holland didn't even show up in the bonus point, dude. right? No, so, that that that's good. That's a good call. That's a yeah, good mention. Just it's it's worth. There is not one thing appealing about Southampton in any possible. No, no. Not not real. Not Other than the real. hyphens. The hyphens are very appealing. No, I real. wish Kyle Walker Peters mattered. It's just Southampton does not. Is Hassan Hoodle getting sacked? I, I would hope he doesn't. Okay. He's going to have uh, – <sighs> he does the same thing every year. Southampton's going to put together six to ten game weeks that are going to be decent. It's going to be enough to make them 14th, this and is they're going to be fine. This is what I like about Southampton. Scott, they know who they are. Yeah. They're like, Hasenhul is probably about the best we're going to get. Oh, for sure. So he's a hell of a guy. I mean, if you sell him at this point, what are you bringing in? Brendan Rodgers. Brendan Rodgers. No, yeah, give me Hasenhul. <laughs> Brendan Rodgers is not going to Southampton. Um, no, I just, I'm proud of Southampton. I think they know who they are. I hope they don't I feel like him. it was commented in the match that it looked like, like the, that Southampton was still trying. Yeah, that they did not lay down. I believe that was a that was a commentator. That was something that was noticed by commentators right. saying this still feels like a team that is playing for this man. And you know me, I've been lamenting the uh, the lack of decorum among managers, and I mean that in terms of wardrobe. Yeah, decorum yeah. This season, he was in a vest a couple yeah, weeks ago. Yeah, like, you, you get again. rid of Haas and Hurdle, you're bringing down the level a lot in the oh, league among touche. managers. Speaking of classy-looking managers, let's talk about Chelsea. Uh, Graham Potter looked great. A I was going to make a I was going to make a Vestergaard pun about. I was oh, waiting, for but that. I but I'm not going to. Well, he I, plays for Leicester now, so it's I fine. Know. But I was going to say you get rid of Vestergaard and you get a Vestin Hoodle. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's talk about Graham Potter and his uh, his mighty Blues. Listen, Chelsea smashed the. Sh- <laughs> Out of a team that is as bad as Wolves, without one star being on the pitch, they not like it. It's a bad sign, I think, for the fixture congestion between now and November second for Chelsea. That Aubameyang, Reese James, 
Raheem Sterling and Ben Chilwell are all benched for this match, and only Reese James subs on, and he subs on for 18 minutes. Why for, is that a bad sign? I just think that if they're... They like, won 3-0 against an inferior uh, club. Well, a, I, lot, I, a lot of people were shocked because the, they went. people went and bought a Aubameyang, Reese James. That's just that's just start start going on the list. That's and just those guys, did, owners with their feelings. Those guys didn't start. Graham Potter's doing stuff here. Yeah. He's, he's managing with the big picture in mind. Graham Potter's a smart guy. I know, and he inherited an amazing team that has probably two teams in it, and benched all the stars for a game that he looked at and probably said, "Yeah, we're good here. We can get this." Havertz, Pulisic, go ahead on out. There is a sense, especially when you. When you're managing a top club, you have to be able to say, what's the weakest club I can put out and still get the W because I've got to rest guys occasionally. So I'm saying that I think they have, they're at Aston Villa and at Brentford in their next two that are in between Champions League matches on October 25th and November 2nd. So should I go get Christian Pulisic? Back? I don't know. I Listen. What's it, his price is like a 5-5. Five, five. I just can't imagine that you would be surprised to see anyone benched. Pulisic's not that low. In the next, is he really you know, in the low? next two weeks for sure. I mean, Except, I get it. it, it it's, it's too cool. We, we, we I'm sorry, Scott. 5-7. He is that low. He's must have at five seven. Well, it depends on his minutes. Now, since I mean, he starts here. He got fifty nine minutes two weeks ago. He got six minutes and got an assist against right, Palace. That was the assist to Connor Gallagher, so, right? I, I'm just like, okay, if he's going to start for Potter's team, then yes, five seven is a steal. Yeah, I mean, and, but I'm just also real quick on Chelsea. I think. Reese James picked up an injury today in the Milan game, AC Milan game. I was going to say, uh, Sterling and Reese James were both subbed off at 62 minutes. Uh, Yang was off at 79 minutes. So those two guys, or those three, guess that's positive. I, you know, I just, I, I don't know. I just, I didn't see anything about a Reese James injury. I'm, That's something you should confirm while we're. I'm, 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 I'm going to my sources uh, there right is now. Another, there is another guy here. Okay. Well, I'm looking at the upcoming fixtures for Pulisic and his teammates. Yeah. When when is the F, uh, FPL website going to update the uh, the opponent color coded scheme? The color coded system is in dire need of updating because <laughs> Arsenal hosting Arsenal is a gray. Uh huh. And going to Anfield at this point is the maroon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are you saying, Scott, there should be not reversed, but at least on the same page? I mean, that's they a could, bit silly. You could at least give you could at least at give Brighton, them you could at least give both of them a red. Brighton's great. I love Brighton. Yeah. But at Brighton is the same right now as hosting Arsenal. Something, yeah, something, and, and, and and you know, it's that's a gray. At Brighton's a gray, at Liverpool's a red a maroon. This is a this is a dire need of an update. Uh, the guy I would like to highlight, and I kind of hate doing this because I don't want to, I don't I don't want to do anything about it, but it could be something. Is Mason Mount? It's the second straight Premier League match that he's played in what would be a more central attacking midfield position, and he's, I I think it's where everyone has kind of wanted to see him as a guy that's a little bit more. You know, I, I just don't think they anyone really has wanted to see him as a winger. Feeling like they've got better options to play on the left and the right than Mason Mount. And he wasn't particularly good for Thomas Tuchel on those sides. He steps into, 
you know, what would be a more central role, and he gets two assists against Wolves. This is the second straight match. He's taken three shots. All of them were in the box, and all three of them were pretty central in the box. He's created seven chances in the last two weeks, which is the most of any midfielder. So more than De Bruyne, despite all of the Manchester City thrashing, your most creative midfielder the last two weeks is Mason Mount. So 12 points against That's Wolves, crazy. all three bonus points. He only played half today against Milan, so there's no. I think he's probably the absolute safest of all of the uh, of all of the Chelsea midfielders. I like. I if I was if I was needing to make serious moves, if I needed money, yeah, I feel like I I would easily be able to downgrade somebody who's more expensive to, than him to him. Uh, you know, and that's Salah. That's you know, if you want to, uh, who do they play in two weeks? Who is when City and for the for the blank, they're at Brentford. You can't tell me you're not gonna. You wouldn't sell Brentford laid down for Newcastle this yeah, past. Yeah, I was gonna say you can't tell me that you don't want to have as much of the Chelsea attack as you can get for that match. And look, De Bruyne's got to come out from for, if you've got him in your midfield. If you want to sell Foden for somebody, right now Mason Mount seven point six. I can't imagine that it stays like that for very long. All right, I'm doing it. I'm not even, I don't even care. I'm doing it. Two of the guys I brought in last week, uh, we'll get to Manchester United next year. Martial with the triangle. Oh, man. Dewsbury Hall. I'm sending them out for Pulisic and Daka, and I'm getting half a pound back for oh, future wow. moves. Daka. That's great. I think I'm right. doing it. I love you, Daka, You've been man. trying to figure out a way to get Daka into your team. I'll say his name every week until something changes. But, I, yeah, I just I, – I, he's really good. Looked, a good. looked good again this week. Kind of a little fortunate on his goal, but still he scored. So – do we want to talk about that briefly since we're talking about him? He scored the long goal for Leicester, and Leicester finds a way to lose to Brentford 2-1. to one. That's what I was going to say, Bournemouth greater than Leicester. What a letdown after Leicester figured it out for one game. Can you believe that you, Brendan Rodgers, Leicester, would have a mental letdown against Bournemouth? Oh, shocker. Can you believe that? I can't believe it. Probably just not prepared well by the manager. I just don't know. Like I did. Sam Martin, who is one of the main uh, Leicester sources, you can see him on Twitter a lot. He he's he's been in the know on a lot of stuff with Leicester, and his specific uh, assessment of FPL assets, as far as Leicester was concerned, was basically you can trust Madison and pretty much no one else. Uh, definitely not the not the forwards, just because you're never certain about who's going to start. I just I, for me, I'm saying. Have you watched DACA compared to anyone else that they're throwing out there? He, it was the oh, Ianacho effect he looks from a couple really, of years ago. He though. always looks good. I feel like DACA is the new obligatory forward to play less than you should. Yeah, Lester just, always has to have it's one. It's really frustrating. Oh, and Castagna. Tim, Tim Castagna is the, the defensive choice. Which no one is, I don't think there's anyone other than Madison and DACA. Right, yeah. I I I was thinking about it. The the look, the schedule's still really good. I mean, if you were gonna, as I said, we said it last week. If you're gonna go to a, if you're gonna go to a Palace defender, you why not? You they're they're the same to me. I feel uh, like uh, there's they're the uh, same defensive type of stability. I mean, Crystal Palace is probably better as a cohesive unit with a manager that's that's trustworthy, but they're still shipping goals every, every week. 
That, that's true. Real quick, Reese James handed an England World Cup injury scare as, as Chelsea went top at Milan in Group E. James cut a dejected figure when trudging off midway through the second half with an apparent leg problem, adding to both Chelsea and England's injury concerns. This is from Yahoo Sports. So there is okay. something there. Ben Dennery, I went to his stuff. He doesn't have it yet. So Ben, Ben, get on it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's. I'm, I'm so, sure. So th- I'm there's sure something. It's, something's there. Right. I'm sure it's something that's to. I mean, I, I, I can't wait to see the word assessed or assessment okay. uh, attached to this. So fair. The story in the Bournemouth Leicester match, beside Matt, James Madison letting you down and getting a yellow card, so that now he only needs one more yellow and gets suspended when he does. Awesome. Uh, or that Castagna was the only Leicester person to get you anything other than DACA because <laughs> Castagna got subbed before the uh, Solanke explosion. Um, Castagna to me is still, I still think he's a, I think he's a value. He's 4.4. And I trust him a lot compared to the other guys. But he had, he had an eye fracture. That's what, he, that's what he missed a lot of time. Like last year. And so they were saying that it might have been a recurrence of that injury of something that, like, not not necessarily that it was refractured, but there was some sort of discomfort that was enough that they're like, wow. we need to, we need to take this seriously. Reese James was on the pitch at full time, but still, they're all acknowledging it might be twenty four to forty eight hours before we know what's going on. Okay, so um, Dominic Solanke. I, oh I, Lord! Listen, look, here we go. Lightning in a bottle. Any, Brian's Bruce Bowen. Anyone Bruce that can, Bowen. Who's Bruce Bowen? Bruce Bowen. NBA for, great. NBA great. Antonio. This is not an NBA podcast. Listen, Jared Bowen. Weeks moment. and weeks ago, when you could when you could do what anyone else did and looked through the upcoming fixtures for <laughs> for you, forwards. Did you pick up on that? I'm just saying. I stopped listening at Salinky. <laughs> I'm just saying that Solanke and Bournemouth had as good of a run of fixtures as any other team in the Premier League. And Solanke is getting, he's back in, in the minutes. Two assists here, eight points. Not sure how you don't get bonus points when you're a forward getting two assists, <laughs> but whatever. I, I'll take Because you suck. And they get Fulham and Southampton in their next two matches. I, I just... Look, look, I don't knock the he's fixtures. Five, he's 5.7. I'm, I'm not the first person to suggest going to him for I know, sure. I know. He I was He was definitely a he was a mention, I said it was weeks ago in FPL America the article in the list of if you have if you need someone as a replacement for Isak or whoever this is Hold on, where can people read that? There's, it's an article that FPL America, the okay. podcast produces. Got you. FPL, America, FPL the America, the article. Got you. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah. To me, that's the only other. That's the only other noteworthy thing that happened here is that you have somebody who had a good championship season. We talked about it, you know, earlier earlier on. Just you don't expect this kind of performance from someone like Dom Solanke. Scott, what would you have bet that Bournemouth and Fulham promoted clubs? Quarter of the way through the season would be higher in the table than Liverpool. Uh, Leicester like odds to win the title. I mean, isn't that crazy? Yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's mind blowing. It literally is mind blowing. I cannot seem to get over this, especially because most of us chalk Bournemouth up for the dead, and they might still get relegated. But God bless, they're doing their their best to not get relegated right now. Yeah, shockingly, yeah. shockingly, they have done the least amount of any type of transfer work of any Premier League team out there. 
They're winning with heart. Yeah, wait till those uh, those tricky midweek festive fixtures, midweek matches in the in the February and March months when all of a sudden things shake out the way you expect. Just wait for those. The Bournemouth matches, no one watches, but they st- start losing and, and they'll end up at the bottom. By the way, did you see uh, owner of what American it's team? It's the Vegas, Las Vegas. The States. Vegas Golden Knights. This is not an NHL podcast. This is not a hockey podcast. The owner of the NHL Golden Knights, Scott, bought Bournemouth for like $135 million. Now, you know what promoted clubs get? You no. know what? You know what? Oh, no, no, no you not know, promoted clubs. Yeah. You know the money that got split up between all 20 Premier League clubs last year? Each club got, I think, about $130 million. No, but you like, know why? How does, ha- no, yeah, no. I, I, there's how a, does Bournemouth get sold? It's an easy answer. It happens that cheaply all the time. It's because of the threat of relegation. The threat of relegation drives down prices compared to what we're used to with American sports leagues. So you said you, you introduced him as the owner of the Vegas Gold Knights. Vegas Gold Knights aren't going anywhere. No. Even in their worst season, they're going to be in the they're NHL. They're still going to be in the NHL. And that's why they can be worth in the high nine figures because they're always going to be in the NHL. Whereas Bournemouth is a club that is going to be a threat for relegation They also every have a year. small ballpark. Teeny tiny. I'm sure that'll get fixed in the Probably. next 10 years. But, but no, the, the threat of relegation drives these prices down. That's why all these American owners are buying these clubs because they're looking at it and they're like, Oh, that's that's a low investment. That's a low risk invest investment for but me. But for Bournemouth, if you're like you look over the last ten years, they probably spent half that time, or at least four years in the Premier League. Therefore, making the investment absolutely worth it. Yeah, I mean it's it's it's, I mean it's a risk because I was just we- shocked. I your point is really good. You're right. The threat of relegation is the real number there. I was just like when I saw that. Yeah. I, in fact, Brian, we stopped it and replayed it. I said it out loud. Brian's like, there's no way that that's real. No, that's, that's And I exactly said, we'll replay it. So we did. We replayed it. And we're like, we were like, unbelievable. Like, that is unbelievable. These clubs that are at the top, you know, the big six and so on, I mean, they are – they're not really at threat of relegation. They, they've gotten past that. But I'll tell you, even, even a club like Brighton, you know, Brighton is going to be – you know, if they were ever for sale today – it's not going to be that much money. That MX comparative. Is, yeah. MX is a solid stadium. It's a solid stadium, and they're a solid club. But we saw it with Sheffield. We saw it with Burnley. How many years did they go from Europa League spot to Championship? Wasn't many. You've got to get out of that, you know, year to year wait and see type of situation. I mean, Bournemouth is absolutely firmly well, in that. I feel that. like Burnley was doing it with some smoke and mirrors. Let's move on, but it could be another discussion for another day. Well, if Burnley was, Bournemouth certainly is. Fair. Manchester United got a good win. Uh, Everton won United 2. Not easy to win uh, late on a... What was this? This is like a Saturday night game or something? We Saturday have to talk game? about this guy. We have to talk Anthony? about Anthony. Yeah, for sure. Yep, third straight week with a goal. It's a third straight week with a goal. Yep. Price? 7.6. Is that – would you have Zaha right now or Anthony? It's a few tenths difference. I mean, I'd still take Zaha, but – Really? Yeah. I, I don't just... know. I've had Zaha, and I'm starting to, I'm starting to feel like <laughs> Scott does about Foden and Martinelli Zaha on Zaha. Zaha gave just, you five. Yeah, this is three, week, three weeks and a goal and this with a goal, and this is the first time in the first – in those three matches that – Anthony gets a bonus point. Yeah, I mean, this could bonus. easily be like that. That uh, 
what I always use the picture of a mirage, right? He is always, the he is the attacking United guy in the, these three weeks. Ten shots is twice as many as the next highest Manchester United man. I'm upset that Rashford didn't give me points because of the yeah. shadowy handball call. Yeah. He, mm. Yeah, he, he you, you always like to see a player who gestures like a mag get out of here with his <laughs> hand after something uh after a call like that. I think that was a that was a definitely a letter of the law call. Cuz it did pop up on it. Which law is this? The, Don't get me. St- let's not it's just that stop. It's stop. Just a, no, it's just that it can't stop. hit the hand. Your it can't hit a player's hand, and then like the next action basically be a goal. Yeah, so, that's true. I get why it was, but yeah, I mean, he uh, that, that was. I didn't see the handball the first four times I saw the play, though. He, I wish he would have taken more than one other shot than that, <laughs> and which is what he did. <laughs> he played ninety minutes. That's the. I mean, you like that he made it ninety minutes, especially because he was, you know, he had. A little, a little, not an injury doubt, but he he's been dealing. Well, with Well, but let's, who's a better own right now, Anthony or Rashford? Rashford in his last three, eighteen, one and two. <laughs> uh, Anthony in his last three and only three for the most part, six, seven, and eight. Well, I mean, you got some nine is coming. <laughs> I don't know. I think Just it's saying, two. I like, think two is well, coming. No, this is a reasonable thing. If you want to bring in an Manchester United player. Anthony at seven six, Rashford six five. Their price difference is not that much, and or you know Sancho or I mean you're not going to Fernandez. No one's owning. How, how would you like to get your twenty one points as an eighteen, a one, and a two, or a six seven and I'd eight? I'd rather get six seven and eight. Okay, I I think... I just don't tr- I don't know if I can trust it because he's new to the league and although his the least three games have been good. What Brian? What are the rest of his stats telling me? I mean that's the, that's all he's doing. It's just that he's taking, he's shooting. So he took two shots here. So is he, is he dribbling? <laughs> is he touching I mean, the ball? He is. I mean, you see how Manchester United's winning, though. I mean, they're not necessarily. You're not looking at them and like, oh my goodness, they're they're the, playing the beautiful smothering football. Manchester United. Yeah, I mean, it's it's already the it's already the dumbest thing that Anthony Martial like. Eric Ten Hag's talking now about like, oh, an we injury. need to. He, we're so thrilled to have him back. We need to t- take tender, loving care of our, of our dear boy. Ease him back into, into fitness, and then he starts and gets hurt. a back injury, hurt immediately. So, yeah, I mean, I just I don't see them as I see them as like they've picked up, they've picked up good like definitely better form than the beginning of the year. Look, it was 12 shots to 11 against Everton. So Everton is spirited. Scott's right. This is not like Everton has made it. Like, you look at the numbers. I mean, this is this the first time that Everton's conceded twice this season? It, it's the second time Villa got him early. But we, we were looking at it because I, I was looking at seriously like Cody and Tarkowski. And look at Everton's scores against them in their 10 matches. They have two goals scored against them from United and then – Two goals against Villa. Every everything else is one or zero, and that's why I, again I can I continue to say I think Everton with I mean look they're playing Tottenham next they're at Tottenham then they're at Newcastle but then they're home Palace at Fulham home Leicester at Bournemouth and then the uh, and then the World Cup so I'm not saying look you after two weeks you want to go to Cody and Darkowski 
or one of them, yeah, go ahead and do it. But you're right. Everton is not – they're not giving a ton of goals away. And, you know, you could argue that they fell asleep in a couple of plays here and, and United punished them for it. Yeah, Erickson has looked good for them. I mean, Christian Erickson Not is, for fantasy. Not for fantasy, but, I mean, Erickson in real life is a great signing for them. Ronaldo, I mean, obviously you expect that it's the Ronaldo show indefinitely, you know, while Martial is out. So if maybe if Anthony and, and Cristiano have some sort of special connection that we, you know, that it might bring the best or more out of Anthony. I don't know. I just, it's just not, it's not something where you look at it and you're like, oh my goodness, he's just like Rodrigo at the beginning of the year where you're like, he's undeniable. He's shooting more than any, you know, than any other midfielder in the league. He's just, he just isn't. You just like to see three straight weeks of return. So I don't hate, I mean, I definitely don't hate the move. It's that, yeah, I just think he's just, I feel like you can get that from guys who are at his price or less. I think that's why I think just yeah. looking at it as Zaha's less than that. Like, why are you paying? A, why are you paying a almost a half? You're paying a half dollar premium on Anthony over. Hey, uh, three. Speaking of three straight returns, Alex Awobi. Like that's another guy. Like, look. You I, know what? Fair. That honestly, we. we if we don't mention it, we're we're just stupid. He's got, I, he's got I would love to poo-poo that. He's got a goal and three assists, and he's got returns in four of his last five. So, I mean, Alex Awobi is the ninth best midfielder in the last five weeks. That's crazy. So, five and a half, and he's barely owned. Wow. Uh, 0.5 owned. Yeah, point, 0.5%. I wouldn't wow. mind. Listen, tell me you wouldn't mind punting on some Everton guys between game weeks 13 and 17. Home to Palace. At Fulham, home to Leicester, at Bournemouth. It's four weeks of Everton matches that you like. If if Everton's going to be tight, still tight defensively, if you're they're going to have like the four out of five for Awobi is pretty interesting. Listen, I don't want to drag Neil Mope back into this oh again, my but Lord. that's what you just did. That's four weeks that you can drag Neil Mope back into this. <laughs> that's probably true. So, listen, I just I don't I don't hate it. We've talked a little bit about Zaha. Let's talk about his club, Crystal Palace. 2-1 win over Leeds. Um, there, there were one minor note, and then we'll talk about the real stuff. My favorite was, I can't, I, I, I wish I would have kept better notes, but I just put down on, on my notes, 90s TV VAR, because there was oh. one goal where they were zoomed in so far, I was like, this is what it looked like to watch my uh, standard VHS. definition TV. The yeah, my VHS recording on my standard def TV back in 1991 when the Minnesota Twins were winning the World Series. Like I, it was it was hilarious that they were trying to determine offside off of that. But uh, as I scores here, is this yeah. is this a guy? You know, I want to add him in here too. Is is this going to be the start of some form for him? Well, it's it's. All the usual suspects, I think, for Palace, and I think this is what everyone has wanted to see. Like, I want this to gel. You want this to happen every week. Is Edward starting with Eze, Elise, and Zaha? That's that's the front four that you want to see. That you want to see if you're a Palace fan. Yeah. So, Edward, I think, is he's intriguing. Back-to-back goals for him now. He's not prolific. I mean, he's like he's, he's 10 shots total this season, so... But he has, this, you know, it's he has goals. He, if a guy's scoring, he's five point three. He was a consideration. I thought about, I thought about him. I just, couldn't tr- I just five, couldn't trust he was going to start. Eze's five five. Eze, look, I mean, he 
probably looked the best of all of the midfielders in this match. He, his goal was great. He's still really creative. You know, he he created two chances, one big chance in the match, which is great. Elise was the most creative, so he created three chances and gets an assist on the one big chance he created. So that's you like you like that from both of those guys. I I, I believe during the match that there was said like basically that Palace win uh, Palace wins here and it's not all about Zaha. That it was like where normally you say like you know, you'd say, like, no, you want your best guy to be the guy that you can count on. But in this case, Zaha still gets an assist. But you got contributions from, from other people. From, from a bunch of other yeah. places. And they didn't have to rely on Right. Him. And it wasn't just like, oh, Zaha's got to save us here. It was Eze getting the game-winning goal. So, like, I, I think that is probably a good thing for them. Where if you can start to trust the trust these guys. Like, there's... I'm a, I'm a hold on Eze. Only like I want to see him do it a few more weeks in a row. Same announcer in this match has called other the color commentator has called other Crystal Palace matches and has said has made the same comment about Elisa Elisa and Eze that they are just so effortless in the way they play. It is such an easy flowing football that it is so like so easy to watch those guys like just are on like they're gliding when they're mm. out there. That's the like I I want them. That's why I want them to succeed. I would love for Eze to be an option. I like gliders. Yeah, of course you do. Gliders are good. Um, Patrick Bamford started. That's that's a that's, got, a, that's got, a good development. It is for a Leeds. good development for him, and I love Leeds. Leeds, I, I love the root for Leeds uh, as my second Premier League team, and I, I want the best for Bamford. He got subbed off for uh, someone named Somerville, which is fascinating. It caught my eye. I love new names. New names in the league is always, always good. But no, Bamford starting is good. I hope things continue. I hope Leeds starts to kind of come into a little bit of form. They start kind of get some of their form yeah, back they, with some of their main players. It stinks. I wish it wasn't spaced this way. I almost wish the two of the two of the the three difficult matches they have in their next six. I wish they were smashed together somewhere. But it's Arsenal, Leicester, Fulham. You know what? Watch Li- them draw Li- Arsenal Liverpool, this week. Liverpool, Bournemouth, Spurs. Yeah. So it's like it's. I just you hate that it's spaced out like that. You, I, I if it was like. But I mean, what are they? What's Liverpool gonna do? Stop Leeds from scoring at this point? I don't know. They'll I'm be, not trying I, to mock because you're I'm sitting just, here. I'm think, being real at this no, point. I mean, I feel like TAA is out. Matip is out. Yeah, but that's four weeks away. I feel like all those guys should be okay. The only guy that Maybe. won't be there is is, is Diaz. Diaz. Yeah. That's so I, I mean I just I you just you know that they're gonna be spirited and together and I just but I feel like they're also gonna lose three three one probably <laughs> that, that I just um, Crystal Palace is still uh, all green means go uh, with everything going out here until the World Cup break so I that's why I mean to your point about Eze I don't hate it he is a huge differential and he's playing very very well. So it's not it's not an insane choice. We'll keep it in London. Son Decane gives you the goal that shows up in Brighton nil Spurs one, leaving those uh, owners of those uh, Spurs players feeling uh, somewhat happy that 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 was able to happen. It is unreal how steady Harry Kane has been. A seven here. Hey, you own him, Scott? I do. I own him. Brian, you? I can't. You're a fool. Stop. I, I can't. I can't. 
I, I probably will. I've made choices not to. <laughs> no, I, what... I probably will. I mean, going into the... Because I'm, ba- I'm banking my transfer this week. Right. I probably will own him for the uh, for the City and Arsenal blank. But the, he's look, still somehow under 20% selected, despite being the sec- number two scorer it's the, overall. It's the price slash Holland effect. It's, I know. That's all it I is. Know. It's look, like, we can I, keep saying that. I just It's just he's... People he's, are choosing not to do the he's second Holland and it, Kane approach. It's not. It's you not have both, right? I do yeah, but have it's both. not. Yeah. That, and it, I have Jesus. It's not that he's fifth and he's doing pretty good. It's that he's second, right? So overall, I, but I people, are, overall, people right. are choosing to play a certain way. I'm spending all this money on Holland. I'm not going to spend it on Kane I, too. I don't like. I don't say this often, but I do not like this. This the first stat when you look at this game: Brighton and Tottenham, fifty-eight. Let's just say let's, I'm going to round up a tenth to 59% possession for Brighton over Tottenham. And I'm like, really, Spurs? What are we doing? That's, like, the, that's, that's the Conti way. That's the, you know that's what, the Spurs though? way. It's the counterattacking football that they're great Learn at. Learn how to play more because they have the players who can do it. Play more than one <clears throat> Play more than one way. Uh, Why are you playing a defensive road, counterattack Dave, game at against the Hoves? At Why? Brighton. Why are you They're playing the against a, a gung ho Brighton that is like uh, a gung ho Brighton who just lost their manager, and you're playing counterattack football? They, didn't. they just yeah. like drew just, against Liverpool. On, I mean, uh, well, don't don't take this the wrong way, Scott. That's not saying a whole lot at this point. No, they lost a daughter and gained <laughs> a son. I mean, it's like uh, getting a, a look, really good manager honestly, to come in and I'm, replace a really good I'm manager. I'm intimidated by the Zerbi. Yeah. Is that right, Brian? Yeah. Zerbi. I, I think he's going to be awesome. Okay. So I don't want to, I'm not knocking him. I think just, he was I, their first choice and they, you know, he was good right, with them. The, so they were good with him. The Hoves lost the match. This was not, and it wasn't necessarily the. I feel like there's not a ton of takeaway other than you can count on Kane, and it's great to see Son in the points because this was there was all an emo. This was emotional win for them. It's it's they yeah. they lose their yeah their you know one of their managers like one of the you know the their their yeah well, so, who's that guy Piero or something? I mean, you saw it at the end. It's it's uh, Larissa's. You know, Conte's almost in tears on the bench. It's yeah. Larice holding up the jersey at the end with everyone singing his name. It's Kane barely Kane actually, you know, choking back tears in the post match interview. Yeah. Like so I mean the fact that they got it's a fair. one nil totally win fair. is totally like fair. I think what they just wanted to do that and were completely content. which which is um, good. It's just every stat like shots on target, shots, touches, passes, yeah. tackles, all on the hove side. And also I'm, I would say too no uh, Kulishevsky. So as long as Kulishevsky's out, I mean, it changes. It changes. How what much longer doing. is he going to be? He's out? He's in training this week. So okay, he's back so he's in training. Pseudo back. He should be. They. I think the expectation is he is back for. Okay. For Everton. Two things. You said One, for Everton for Brighton. Hove Albion. No, I'm saying that Kulishevsky is going to be back for back the match for the Everton match. Everton playing for Tottenham because he yes. is a spur. Right. Understood. Well, <laughs> that was painful. Frankly, wow. <laughs> I I'm not sure how Ivan Perisic is still over twenty percent selected. I yeah, don't... he was always overrated. No, it's not overrated. He's just not playing. If he was starting and you could count on him starting regularly, great. Yeah, but he's not. So therefore, right. he's overrated. He's starting in Champions League. I'm saying they prior they're prioritizing him in not. 
the Premier League. And yeah. so you have no idea whether he's going to start in the Premier League. He typically hasn't been. As long as there's Champions League, he's getting rotated. Ryan Sessegnon is still really good. I just am not – I don't understand why you're holding him. Like, he's over 20%. Wait, that's the same percentage you said for Salah earlier. When are you going to go ahead and just say that 20% of teams already are dead? I don't know. I just don't – I feel like I still see him in teams that are, like, people who are actively managing. I'm gonna, this is my obligatory mention. I'm going to say it every week. Uh, FPL has a dead team problem. They have a strategy problem. They have a point score system problem that we highlighted last week. But more importantly, they have a dead team problem. You can see it in the uh, highest score – you know, every every game week, you know, it's clearly somebody who uh, got themselves a new email address so they could give themselves a new team so they could get the highest score for the game week. You have a dead team problem, FPL. You need to fix it. Good guessing, whoever you is that's doing that. Um, D- Eric Dyer, uh, currently fifth most transferred in for defenders. You do or do not have him still? I've owned Dyer for a long time. Right, you've had him for a while, but he's the fifth most transferred in for defenders right now. I, what, again, what, another another mass move. Do you want to know Chris, why, though? Christian Romero is 4.9 and 1.5% selected. He got two bonus points in this match. It should be Christian Romero, who's the fifth fifth most transferred in Spurs defender. It's just that's a good take. Absolutely Brian. solid. Cannot he is the one of the most trustworthy Spurs defenders. He's point two so, less than Eric Dyer. I don't understand what the reason are doing. why. Well, so he he missed some games, right? So I Dyer know. people yeah. look he at was it hurt. and I they look it. at they, they look at it and they're like, oh, who are the top five defenders? Well, they should just look at my team and they'll see that I have the four of the five top defenders. You should have been looking um, at his team. You should have just been looking at my Dave team. Dave is sliding down the table towards me. Hard, <laughs> listen, I, my team is so solid. It is, and you yet, can document. It's, it's as, I am it's where as, I am because as, of the weeks I did not captain Hala. It is as solid as a cement block that's chained to my ankle as I go swimming. <laughs> exactly. And you're going to love my move this week. I already made my move. and what I brought it, in, I brought Well, I, I, I did it the, on the weekend. I brought it in, to bring in Christian Romero? I brought in, no, because I own Dyer. Oh, okay. Uh, Brian, you love our Lloris goalkeeper I ad, do like right? Lloris okay. as a goalkeeper ad. And, I really and, do. And I don't I don't hate that either. But I went, Scott, to Keppa at a 4-4. I let go of Nick Pope. Nick, Nick Pope has now scarred me emotionally. Because wow. he's like a top-scoring <laughs> goalkeeper, yet he... Just kept burning me and you burning had him, me. And you should have had him for that twelve me. he had a few weeks ago. Mm, Is Kepa the long term uh, keeper though for Chelsea? Well, I tell you what, Kepa hasn't done anything to lose it. He started against Milan, and he's there. What they're at Villa at Brentford. Wait, where's Milan in the Premier League table? <laughs> What I'm saying is he's starting every game for Chelsea at the moment, and he's a 4-4. Yeah, because Mendy's hurt. When's Mendy back? No, I'm not sure Mendy's hurt. He's been Mendy riding is, the pine. Mendy, Mendy is back. Yeah, he's been riding the pine, Scott. All right. um, and no, we said, it, we said it last week. Graham Potter has come in. He came in right away and said, I don't know what my number one is. Like He was not coming back in. He's not coming into the team saying, no, 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 it's Mendy's shirt. We're going to give it back to him as soon as possible. It was like, I, I don't see it that way, and Keppa has the shirt right now. So I would say s- stick with it. He's 4.4. Why not? I have Sanchez as my other goalkeeper, so like I'm covered. But my point being is if Keppa's starting for matches, the next two weeks are at, at Villa, at Brentford. Those are two clean sheets. And right now at the moment, good luck trying to predict a goalkeeper with a clean sheet right now. Yeah. So all of this came from him – not buying Lloris, but seeing Lloris as a good 
for sure. Uh, Loris, good goalkeeper <laughs> ad. Do you have uh, Leandro Trossard still? I do have Trossard, and okay. I was pissed this week. I was going to say, were you mad? Anything. Yes, I was mad. Okay. But you're not doing. You're not thinking. I'm not like moving. moving. I mean, him he's on. at okay. Brentford this week. Okay. So yeah, he, he's going to bring in a hat trick. Look, Danny Welbeck looked really good again in this. Shockingly, match. and he keep he's not getting hurt. Yeah. Ninety, Don, Don not, 90 Fialdi, more minutes. I it, like. I, I'm. I'm. I'm not saying the guy can't. Anyone can get hurt any week. He can get his ankle stepped on by Gabriel Martinelli. But he's not the next time they yet. play Arsenal. It could happen to anyone. It just hasn't happened for him yet this season, and he's playing well, and he's playing a lot. So, and uh, and for me, just a, a, my my moment is that uh, Purvis Estupinian started again for uh, Brighton. So deserve Brian likes had him. like literally the best week ever in his calls and his starts. Now my calls. Listen, I griped about I griped about twenty six points worth of fantasy players between Cancelo and Andreas Pereira, <laughs> and was trying desperately to figure out a way to get rid of both of them but this you week, didn't, and decided and not to, and it, and it worked out. So, yeah. Not not all calls can be good ones. We got to talk about Newcastle's five dropped on Brentford. Bruno G gets you a couple. Almiron, you're, I'm considering you're pointing, you're pointing at me like you got something to jump in. Well, on. no, Bruno G. So uh, like no, I you're have not, don't no Brian. No, you're not. Doing Are you that. saying it's super fluky? Two of the most annoying possible people steal the show. Bruno G and Almiron. I yeah. know Almiron's going to bother you. Bruno yeah, G is yeah. bothering you. He was good at the end last year. Right, because because of, his, because of his positioning. He was playing in a position that was allowing him to score. He's not playing in that position most of this season, and then he gets two goals on two shots in this game. And now he's, what, like the fourth most transferred in midfielder? Almiron scores a goal as Brentford has already laid down. It's the last thing that happened on a terrible Rea giveaway as late as you can possibly score, and that's how Almiron gets a goal in this game. It's ridiculous. I'm not on the Almiron train. I'm just saying it's a ridiculous thing that if you had gone to him, you benefit from like a a like we're done here, Brentford. Oh crap, they can still score goals because there's still time on the clock. Yeah, like it's a it's it's insane, but whatever. Bruno G played the first three matches, then he missed three matches due to injury. Came back against Bournemouth, didn't play the full game, did not play the full game against Fulham, and it well, he still doesn't play the full game against Brentford, but still gets 15 points and then three bonus points. Right. So this is the second time he's gotten returns. He this got season. an assist the week before against Fulham at Fulham. I, I'm just look, I'm trying to I'm trying to look at this. Bruno G is not expensive uh, at a five point six. Right. Would you rather have Polisic? Eze or Bruno G? I mean, if if I knew that Polisic was starting, Polisic is an absolute no brainer at that price. We've already seen it knowing from him what in we the know. Prim, in the Premier League. Understood. I, I agree with you, I, but knowing what we know, that there's a doubt with Polisic's is start. That's a fun word to say. With his amount of starts, those three at almost the exact same price. Polisic, Bruno G. I, As a all fun players, yeah. I, I mean, I obviously I like where Eze plays, 
I like that he you know he's he is an attacking player. We, it's already known that he is going to be that and do that. They that's what I'm saying. The positioning for Bruno Gomeres has not been like playing as an attacking midfielder. He just isn't he just isn't doing that. And so that's why I'm just not convinced that he's like they're, that they've transformed him, that they're putting him into like a, all new attacking positions, and that's where he's going to stay. I'm just not. I mean, that's something that's like probably more deep dive. Uh, you know, you you might you. I mean, it could be. I just don't think Eddie Howe's like willy nilly going to just throw stuff. You know, just change change where people are. Plus, I mean, you don't get you don't get Saint Maximin here. There's he's still you know he's yet to come back. I mean, if they're if they're not gonna have if they're not gonna have Bruno G playing as a defensive midfielder, then yeah, he's a he is a consideration. He had a really really good end of season last season, but I just I just would need to see it more than one week. And, okay, and against a really really bad Brentford team who still gets a goal from Ivan Tony. Well, yes, it was. A pe- was it a penalty? It was a penalty on uh, the Dan Byrne handball where the hand was over his head. <laughs> but they did give up. They absolutely gave up here. And I don't know. Do Do you want to read too much into this? Like, is Brentford going to be the new Sheffield here? One exciting year, and then right back. Oh, down to the I guess my Maybe. other. I guess my other Bruno G issue is that he <laughs> touched the ball twice in the box against it's... Brentford, scored his goal on his one shot in the box. He scored his other goal from like forty yards. Efficient, Brian. Oh yes, I then you cannot argue with the efficiency of a guy <laughs> who is converting one hundred percent of two shots, including one from probably a mile or is, so is outside there a, the box. Is there a, a metric for points per yard of shot? <laughs> yeah, they invented the it definitely make it the the uh, FPL, FPL. Please steal that one from us. Of all things, you steal. I would I would much rather see like Callum Wilson who touched the ball six times in the box. Three of them were shots, and all three of them were on target. I would way rather see that than I would rather than seeing Bruno G shooting twice from all right forever away. Whatever. West Ham three, Fulham one. I'm bitter. Bowen gets a return. And Brian, oh, I think Lord. you're so Here we go upset. on the Bowen train again. Andreas Pereira. Bowen. Return. Bowen we'll get, we'll get to him in a second. Bo- Unbelievable. No. Bowen maintains form here. Five shots. Tied for most of anybody this week. I know. He had a goal. He had two big chances. Hardly anyone can say that this week. And if Antonio doesn't hog that last chance and score the goal, Bowen gets a jerk face brace in this game. Like a tap-in second goal if Antonio just dinks it over to him streaking toward the goal. Bowen was like, yeah, I people are not entirely buying it though. He's only 14th most transferred in for midfielders and I am Look, so, Bo- I am Jared Bowen, people are forgetting Jared Bowen and I mocked League Billy last week. By the way, League Billy uh his his fantasy team, you can find it in our uh fantasy podcast league. It's young like Harry. And uh, not I, to be not I to did, be outdone, we also have a Ma Tips Nobby. Yes, in our league, it's yes, great. That, that's I love witty names above all else. Are those, honestly, are those witty in our fantasy league? Yes, abs- I, because they got by the keeper. I was going to say they snuck them by the keeper. So if you got them by, if you got them by the sounds the, like they're. they're sounds like you just like junk. They're perny, <laughs> but I'm not sure about witty. All right. 
The point is that League Billy has a name that you love. Bowen. And he's the top of no, our... No, League Billy, I gave him crap last week about Bowen. Bowen does it again this week, so now League Billy looks like now the crap's on my face. But Bowen, look, and I said this last week, Bowen has pedigree. He did this last year. Yep. He was like the second or third highest midfielder scorer last year. And now all of a sudden, I think it's finally going to start. We Look, we've all been surprised that it's been this long until match week nine, until all of a sudden Bowen starts giving you a return. He does it again in 10. Now all of a sudden, now it's obviously trouble, not a surprise. The trouble is going to be his price. Because even though he's doing it late, the, I was going to say it's the he's only still thing. eight two, and that's why he's fourteen. Well, if you have a Madison two. owner, you're like, okay, do I want Madison or Bowen now? You right? still want Madison, don't you? Yeah, I, I don't can, know, Scott. Uh, I can uh, see uh, an uh, I can I could see it either way. Hosting I mean, Crystal Palace in game week eleven. I I don't know that I'm jumping on. I mean, I get West Ham's playing Southampton. It's a way. I don't know. It's it's a wash to me. Well, I, I think it's close. I mean, it's probably close, but. Look, Bowen's done it now back-to-back weeks, and all of a sudden, like Brian said, he, he was a Mike, Michael Antonio, you know, hogged the ball away from Antonio our, was not giving the ball up, so it's yeah. not, I don't even see that as like it was an option for Antonio to pass. There's nobody who wanted to go more in that match than Michael Antonio. Yeah, he, he's just like... See his, it's almost he, like sun-like sun relief whenever that ball finally went. He out. wants to be Skamaka who, but oh, Skamaka's around. Hey, Skamaka back-to-back goals, too. I know. I know. And it needs to be mentioned. I don't know. I didn't see it. Who? Hannibal? Or did you see Anvil? He said Hannibal. No. Yes, Hannibal. Uh, he, his tattoos. I think he has a Hannibal tattoo. Back-to-back like back goals for Skamaka, who's 6.7 and 1.7% selected. Two bonus points for Skamaka last week. Three bonus points for him this week. He is uh, that- se- seven shots in the last two weeks, which is third most of any forward in the league. Wow. Four of them on target, which is the same number that Harry Kane has had. I think I'm more impressed by his weeks. bonus stats. It's a, he's a forward and scored I goals. I know, but we've seen other forwards score recently and not get squat. It's look your it, boy Solanke, two assists, nothing. The it has more to do with starts with him than anything. No one has need, speaking of not just needing a goal, but no one has needed a break for more than for like the last two and a half years in Antonio more than him. So that's fair. So Skamaka coming in and finally being a guy that's like a forward who's actually scoring for West Ham is like probably the most welcome thing that the Hammers have seen in a really long time. So in a second segment that we like to call "Let Me Gripe About Andreas Pereira," mm, some more. there we go. One goal from two shots. Scores the goal from probably the most audacious, ridiculous angle that you can shoot from. Uh, a 0.18 XG on his two shots. Oh, love that. S- creates one chance, which is one of the few like actual positive statistics for Andreas Pereira this season is he's created the most chances from set pieces of any uh, midfielder this season. Again, I say... I'm happy to benefit from having him in my first bench spot and getting him to sub in for me. Um, if you wow. don't like, if you don't like that, also too bad and suck it. Wow. What was the deal with that lame Dawson drawn penalty? NBC made a big deal of it. Did you see it? No. There's a lot of like jousting, wrestling, grappling around prior to uh, a free kick just outside the 18 yard box couple of times they had to like stop the setup because they were jousting and then all of a sudden Dawson grabs I want to say it was Andreas maybe it wasn't I don't remember anymore 
But he essentially grabbed the guy and fell down and ended up getting the penalty kick call. Uh, it was That was the only call this weekend that, in my opinion, was even more ridiculous than anything coming out of Arsenal-Liverpool. And this is the second week in a row where Marco Silva has a legitimate gripe. He is this year's... He he is this year's Frank Lampard. Like Everton nearly got screwed out of the Premier League, literally, by you know week after week of bad referee calls last year. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's happening to Fulham. Referees are trying to turn Fulham into full itch in front of our eyes. Scott, I hear you, but I have a big problem when anyone complains. Like if if the games are so close that the you, that the referee is is you feel undone by the referee, then then, then the responsibility's on you. Like I disagree. Well, and that's fair. And we, and we can match. agree to disagree. I just, I, I don't sit well. It never sits well with me that like every week the referee is <laughs> me. Like that is the biggest bunch of bull. And so, for me, my opinion is, if that's my excuse, then I'm not putting in the work, and I'm not, and I'm not doing what I'm doing. Need to be doing on the training pitch, and I'm not doing it for my teammates on the on the pitch. Like that's. My opinion. I don't like putting excuses on somebody else because if I'm getting it done, then I take the referee out and it never effing matters. That's my opinion. There's only one club that I think is capable of doing that, though, in this Premier League this season, and that's Manchester City. For everyone else, you know who the referee is in their match because there are calls that have an impact. We can agree to disagree, but I I just disagree. That's fine. I mean, we can have our – I mean, this is great. We are all, all allowed to have our opinions and and I respect yours. I just disagree. Well, last year or last year, last week, I, I sat here and I said that I had that moment where we went to a local, you know, college soccer game. Yeah, and I had. There's moments where sometimes, like, you don't know that there are going to be moments that you always refer back to for the rest of your life, and then there's moments that you kind of have that sense like this is crystallized in time for me. Yeah, it's always going to be there, and that was what it was for me when we're watching this poorly refereed match. And I, you know, my wife has asked me like, "What is happening here?" And I said, "Unfortunately, this is soccer. Soccer is a sport where you can just bank on the fact it's more likely than not that you're going to know the identity of the referee by the end of the match because of his or her impact on what happens in the match." And this game week didn't change that for me. It just didn't. And I just know. I West just know Ham this. Fulham it happens in football. Is another example. It happens in American football. It happens in baseball. It happens in any in basketball. It happens in any sport I've ever seen where referees are human and they're going to make mistakes. And or we can, you know, some people feel like they're in the tank for the other team. I'm just saying it's never going to change. Whether you have VAR or not, it's never going to change. That's the thing. There's one key difference, I think, between the American sports leagues that I can get behind despite their lack of perfection and the Premier League. And it's that I trust that the American leagues want to get better. The Premier League just wants to preserve what they are. That's not getting better. Which is what, though? Imperfect? They want to preserve their imperfectness? Do you, do you believe that they're trying to actually get it right? To get it, to make it better? Just because they have the best league in the world doesn't mean they have people in position making the best decisions in That's mind for point. the league. I don't trust that the Premier League is trying to get better with this. I think they're just trying to preserve what they think they are. I can't rally behind that. And that could be the case. Yeah. But that's not going to stop me from watching. Forest 1, Villa 1. I I just want to ask the question. If 
Forest and Villa play and nobody watches, does the match actually exist? Well, you couldn't have said that better. I love that you said that. <laughs> I was hoping you were going to say if a villa tree fell in a can, forest. Can, does, well, it's it, obviously it, what I'm drawing does on. Does it make a sound? Can I, can I just tell you, I didn't actually know what the score <laughs> of the match was till five minutes ago, and I realized I have to intro this one. Because I didn't even remember it played on Monday. Um, the only person who had a more Andreas Pereira-like performance Ashley this Young. week was Emmanuel Dennis, who oh. Andreas pereira his way to one goal on one shot on target from a 0.07. Two bonus wow. points, Brian. Yeah. Brian, this pot has only made me write off XG more. I didn't <laughs> think that was possible. <laughs> it's not that it can't happen from a low, 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 Non-existent. low, low XG. It's that... If you count on Emmanuel Dennis scoring from one shot on target on a 0.07 XG from at any point the rest of the season, uh, I saw it was hilarious. A uh, uh, Everton fan, there was an Everton fan blog that talked about Emmanuel Dennis like dodging a bullet that they because they were talking about signing him and just saying that basically he had had uh, he's had one shot on target in seven shots and just saying like he's one of the least efficient strikers that there is and just saying like it could have been worse for us if we had gotten Dennis. Oh my gosh. I I mean the only positive for him is that he got a goal in like his first chance to start I guess for Nottingham Forest. So Ollie Watkins Ollie Watkins had a goal ruled out for I think it was offside. Brian do you know this because you watched it? No just I (laughs) I I thought about the internet's great. No, I thought days. about Ollie Watkins as an option. I, I, I mean, his uh, this is a guy like Watkins' underlying stats have been fantastic. He's the one guy, the one guy from Aston Villa that I think you could consider. But I, I just like you said last week. Even what, what, what do you want from this Aston Villa team? They go into Nottingham Forest, who just got absolutely wiped by. Lester and they can't score more than a goal. And it's Ashley Young that gets the goal for yeah, Aston Villa. Like, come on. You don't want anything. You don't want to touch this team at all. To me, the the death sentence for them is that they couldn't beat 10-man leads. That the best they could do is a Coutinho shot yeah. off the post. Yeah. I mean, that, that to me is... I mean, Gerard's days are numbered, I would imagine, so... They were numbered when his big deal last year was social media participation. Yeah, true. Uh, Brian, Dave and I have tipped our hands as far as what we're doing. What are you doing with your lineup this week? Well, just for the sake of for the sake of the blank week uh, twelve, I I'm going into it. I want to go into that week with two transfers because I'm going to need to make multiple moves to navigate the four players that I have uh, unavailable that week. In anticipation of wild carding then in game week thirteen, so um, so no move for me. I'm going. I'm I'm going in with the team that I've got. Um, You're banking, banking the transfer. Okay. Do you uh, are you expecting goals from Manchester City against Liverpool? I think you. I think you should. Yeah. I you have you Cancelo. Should. You're playing Cancelo against Liverpool, or you're. Or you're thinking about not playing him? Can Liverpool score against Manchester City? Yes. Okay. Will they? <laughs> I don't know. I think they can too. I am playing Cancelo on the slight chance. I mean, well, I'm playing him regardless. But 
I'm playing him and playing him and I'm playing him. <laughs> that's the right way. That's the right way to look at it. I think um, this this is a week. This is, a, I mean, I feel like this is a really interesting, it is an interesting decision because you, you could look at just straight up matchups and say, you don't necessarily have to captain Holland this yeah, week. Yeah, but will anyone do it? I know. That's the question is do you can I'm not. Can, I'm I've not been gonna, burned. I can't. I, I can't. I, I'm 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 throwing up the middle fingers in the air on the season and just having fun. Uh come what may, I'll probably captain somebody else. Uh, as I'm sitting here, I'm not entirely sure who that's gonna be, but I mean my top score in my club last week was Cancelo. Right. So I'm not gonna feel hampered by any kind of rule I might have set for myself in the past as far as who I'm going to captain. So as far as I'm concerned, I mean, it could be Christian Pulisic who's now in my lineup. Zaha's playing at Leicester. Why not? I don't know. Maybe I'll go with Saliba at Leeds. No, probably not that one. I don't think that's a terrible... It's not, it's not horrible. I, it's crazy. It sounds <laughs> Listen, crazy. Lester, if Leicester defensively... I, Leeds, I was going to say, but... if Leicester defensively can't hold Bournemouth back from scoring twice on them... What what? How in the world are they going to stop Zaha and this Elise, Crystal Palace Eze, team from yeah. scoring? I'm so. more likely to captain Trippier at United, who also have goals that they give up. I'm considering a bench boost this week. My matchups are pretty good all around. Hey, look, Dominic Solanke's at Fulham. I know, it's not a crazy. Are you captaining? <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Scott, anything else we need to cover? Mm-hmm. I know we didn't go over the FPL podcast league. We'll do that oh, next let's week. Do it. Let's do you it. You want to do that quick. right now? Yeah. I don't have it ready, but I'm going to do it right now. Top three, at, uh, top three is unchanged. Adam holds down number one. He's got a decent margin past the Venegra. That's number one. Number two, Anthony Game of Thrones and Brett marching on together. Those are our top three. I'm scrolling real fast to see if anybody even beat Adam past the Venegra in our league, and it looks like the answer is yes. Reese, the league Reese, forty second place, but he moved up. On the back of a 95 wow. team named Jenkins All Stars. It's a fantastic Jenkins score. Jenkins All Stars, 95. 95, wow. top score for did, the game. Did, did he have a triple captain or chip at I was all? I say, did he captain Holland? Uh, no, he did have uh, Andreas come off his bench, too, Brian. Unbelievable. Uh, Love it. Actually, no, Andreas. Stayed on his bench. He actually had 15 points stuck on his bench, too. Ooh, oh, wow. Uh, um, he ca- he captained KDB, okay. but he had Saka, he had Cancelo, he had Lloris. Okay. So he scored some big points there. Wow. Kane and Tony up front as well. So he got some points. It was a full squad effort to get to a 95. Captain KDB. Oh, I want that my to be bad. Noted. My bad. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, he played his bench boost. So, okay. So the fifteen points on so his he, he seventeen, the seventeen points on his bench. Edward and Andreas were the big point getters off his bench that all allowed him to get to that ninety-five. All right. Honestly, fifteen points off a bench boost not bad on a seventeen agreed. total. Yeah. So so well done. Good call. All right. Well, we. Uh, I hope you're ready. We have. We've had a long podcast, but it, I think it's full of uh, awesome fantasy knowledge and other nonsense. Uh, any, Brian, do you have one last thing? We wow. love to do his rant. Do you have Mitrovic? 
No. Mitro's gone? You still have Mitrovich? You never had Mitrovich? Never. Never. Please refer to him as Mitrovich. Listen, I will not sell my soul to the devil. I will bring him back in the second he's probably... Meat is still 23% selected, and I think... Dead teams. No. (laughs) No. Dead teams. I know. (laughs) Brian still has him on his team. Marco Silva said we expected him to be with us this afternoon. Last two days, he didn't feel so well. Dave, you talked about that the other day. Meat meat Uh, was not feeling meatish. Marco Silva said we have to see day by day. He was complaining about the way Serbia managed him over the break, which, of course, no one one likes when their star players get injured uh, on international duty. But... um, I don't know. I'm not. I don't know that the yellow triangle is correct. I feel like he's more of an orange based mm, on the comments. However, if he's fit and available, you love love the matchup for him uh, against home against Bournemouth. Uh, you already said Zinchenko calf was uh, out this past week. He's got a calf injury, which there, which uh, uh, Arteta is saying is just a muscle injury. Let's see it, how it evolves in the next few days. Is exactly. I think it's going to be fine. Yeah, Isak. You might see him back. Who? Alexander. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Alexander Isak. He was already on grass the way uh, on okay, running, running on it. Running uh, on actually, grass. Actually, like, with his feet yeah, running careful on Careful how grass. you say that. Yeah, because, um, I mean, two-thirds of this pod might be on grass the way you said it. <laughs> and like we said, uh, Kuliszewski back in training. It's only good for uh, for Spurs and uh, and their also, creativity. Keep keep your eye on the Reese James reports on interest. Yeah, for sure. That's a huge one. Also, everyone's wondering which two of us I was referring to about being on grass. Hmm. We'll never know. For the FP America podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time.